Over the last few weeks, we heard about the apostles' success in casting out demons, curing the sick, and teaching. We heard about their returning to Jesus to be renewed in their relationship with him, since it is only through him, with him, and in him that they were able to accomplish what they did. Last weekend, we heard how Jesus miraculously multiplied five loaves of barley bread and two fish, feeding over 5,000 people in preparation for the supreme revelation that defies all logic and efforts to explain, that he would feed humanity with himself, the true food from heaven. Today, we heard how the crowd followed Jesus in boats across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. It is important to keep in mind what they called Jesus after the miracle. Anyone remember? If you remember, you don't have to put anything in the collection plate. The prophet. The prophet that Moses predicted would come. And yet when they meet Jesus again in Capernaum, what did they call him? Rabbi, the emotional high of the miracle was fading as it always does. They asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And notice his response, wasting no time at all. He revealed the true reason they were searching for him, to eat more miraculous bread to have their stomachs filled. He warned them to work for the food that endures for eternal life. And when asked what they could do to accomplish the works of God, Jesus simply answered they should believe in the one he sent. In other words, believe in him upon whom the Father has placed his seal. And this is where things began to fall apart. They were, in essence, saying, give us all the food you can, Jesus, but do not ask us to commit ourselves in faith. We want the miracles, but do not ask us to go any deeper than that. Are there moments when we do the same thing to the Lord? Yes, Jesus, I want you to love me. I want you to fill me with all your graces. I want you to comfort me with your presence. But do not ask me to put faith in you, because that will mean I will have to examine my life. I will have to look at what is inconsistent with my being made in the love and image of God, and I will have to change. And I don't want to do that. I want your love but on my terms. Yes, I want those warm, fuzzy feelings that the popular preachers promise, but do not ask me to step into the mystery of faith, because that will mean embracing the cross. Yes, Lord, give me Easter Sunday, but without Good Friday. Have there been moments in our lives when been, we've been very much like that? The crowd then asked Jesus the most absurd questions. What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you?
what can you do? Are you kidding me? You were there at the miraculous feeding. You ate the miracle till your stomachs were filled. That's why you got into the boats and sought Jesus. But the moment he challenged you to believe in him, you dug in your heels and you dared to ask him for a sign what he can do? Again, are we much different? Jesus did what he always does. He took them and he takes us wherever we are at. But never content to leave us there, he draws us closer to himself. He does not answer their or our request for signs. Because it would not matter how many signs he did. We would only want more, but not him. He knows our fallen nature all too well. Instead, he challenged them and us again to faith. Faith in the Father who sent him. Faith in the Father who gives the true bread from heaven, Jesus himself. The answer Jesus always gives to our doubts is not signs, but a renewed invitation to a deeper faith. The crowd wasn't buying it, and many today don't either. They were resisting him, as many do today. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Notice their downward spiral. Last week they hailed him as what? Prophet. Then they called him what? Rabbi. Now they call him what? Sir. As Jesus' demand for faith increases, so does the crowd's retreat from Jesus. Thankfully, Jesus understands us better than we understand ourselves. He knows how hard it is for us to put aside our perceptions of what is possible, of how we think things ought to be. He knows all too well the interior darkness each of us struggles with and how it sometimes, perhaps oftentimes, gets the best of us. Still, he never pulls his punches. He will not back down from revealing the truth because it is the truth of who he is that alone can liberate the human soul. He said to the crowd, he says to us, what is incomprehensible, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. When he said, I am, the Greek is ego imi. For the Hebrew, ea asher ea. He was employing the language of divine identity, revealing he is the same God, the I am who I am, who revealed himself to Moses. Did they understand any of it? I doubt it. But the more important question is, do we? Because we have no excuse not to. 